Hey everyone, and welcome to Comics from the Multiverse, the DC Comics podcast from Mild Fuzz. I am Peter. I am joined, as always, by Matt of Steel, Matt Skullthorpe. Yep, Joe, that's my new warrior name. Joe, it's a good, it's a good nickname, but it doesn't really roll into your like you know like you know that way you say there's something and then go into the yeah. name. That doesn't yeah. really roll into your actual name very well, though. No, no, that's fine. But that's what the Broden sons for. But yeah, but that's Mars Marvel esque. We don't. That's true. That That's true. Yeah. But, uh, but no, Matt Steel, that, that goes way back. That was that's like two thousand and eight, first finding Twitter. <laughs> yeah. so, um now of course stuck. I think some people will be like, Oh my god, Connor's not here again, what's going on? Is he is he like dead in a ditch somewhere? Um actually this this week him being not here was actually something we knew about for months. It was just that we lost track of when we were in the month. Like I yep. forgot this was next week, last week, or I, or I would have mentioned it. Uh, Connor's actually at a comics convention, so he is doing stuff on the front lines. He's uh, out there talking about the podcast, um, possibly handing out business cards. He's got a hat on, he's a shill, he's, uh, he's got like uh, like necklace things on, he's got a shirt on, he's uh, got some comics from the multiverse uh, sneakers. He's you know he's, he's got a sign that says, ask me about the multiverse. He does, he does. Uh yeah. So he's out there on the front lines this week. He will be back next week. Uh, we promise we'll be back to a trio then. Because uh, uh, it, it does suck going two weeks in a row with only two of us. It's either that or he's got a sign that says Ginger Lives Matter. <laughs> you know? So I'll let you guys decide which one that he's doing. Uh, uh, for the record, no, they don't. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Ginger jokes are never getting old. Like I'll... No, especially because he's not here to defend himself. Exactly. So it's fun. Exactly. Yeah. Joe, it's funny actually, Matt, uh, just not to tangent before we get to the actual comics, but we uh, we get a wonderful comment on one of our TV reviews. If you, do, if you, don't, if, if you pay attention to the rest of the, the, the YouTube channel we're on, uh, me and Connor <laughs> review a lot of TV. Uh, just me and him. And occasionally, like I do here, I'll, I'll crack the odd ginger joke. We got a comment on one of them, uh, <laughs> taking it a little bit too seriously, saying it. Come on, come on! It's he's ginger. It's it's not that important. Uh, it's you know, um, like taking it really seriously. Like, you know, would you make fun of him if he was this? And it was like, oh my, God, like it's a joke, guys. And luckily, there was a lot of people who actually responded to said comment, um, Good. continuing the said joke. And uh, uh, what was one of them? Uh, uh, being ginger is a lifestyle choice. It's his fault. <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing. Everything's out of love. Like. Yeah. If he was differently abled, we wouldn't talk about it. But he's ginger, so I would. you know. Uh, I mean, sometimes him reading Harley Quinn still, he might be. I'll, I'll put it this way: right? this is the example I always come back to. I, you know, my father had MS until he passed mm-hmm. away. I grew up in a house with someone in a wheelchair. Do you think I never cracked wheelchair jokes? Because oh. I did. Well, of course, but that's because you're, you know, you're close with them, you know. But again, like the kid said. On the comments, it's a lifestyle choice. <laughs> a lifestyle choice. So he could shave his head. He could. He, he dyes hair. Not to. Yeah, he yeah. dyes hair. He could. He oh. could choose not to be ginger, but he. I mean, it's not like me with my ginger beard that just comes in with a mind of its own. So. Mm. Gotta watch you know. that ginger; it'll spread. I know. I, I keep it. I keep it tamed. It's just, you know, Halloween and whatnot. I got lazy. I haven't shaved this week. Yeah. I'm letting my beard grow on. I feel like I'm getting to any spushy sort of. Stay well, you're, you're coming up on real winter, like there where you are. It's uh, you guys get winter, not like here where I am, where it gets moderately cold. 
Yeah. So I think a beard is definitely more beneficial where you are than where I am. Uh, you are in the desert. In fact, when I was speaking to Tim about it getting slightly cold now, he was like, oh, I'm so jealous. I miss the Rhode Island winters because he's obviously in Los Angeles. He's, and he's, you know. He's insane because there's sleet and stuff up there. No, thank you. <laughs> no, not, thank you. Sleet's not nice. I do love rain, though. Like, I, I enjoy yeah. a nice rain rainstorm. In the winter or just in general? Just in general. Okay, yeah, I like rain in general, not in the winter, because when it's cold and damp, that's that makes for an unhappy me. But don't get me uh, wrong; if you have to go outside, it's not as nice. But see, just having the sound of the rain out yeah. the window, like you know, uh, we forget that you're like the architect in the Matrix. You can't leave your chair. No, sometimes I leave, and so you know, sometimes it, it annoys me. It's like snow. Snow is great to look at, but if you have to get up at six a.m. for work, it is the most miserable thing in the world. Yep. It snowed here a couple times, and I went, yep, not going to work. <laughs> <laughs> That's a sign. Oh, dear. Anyway, uh, comic books, uh, DC comic books yeah. specifically, uh, is what we talk about. And coming up on this week's show, we've got a bunch of books to talk about. Although, it's actually a quieter week. Um, we're really in this pattern now of like a quieter week, and then a really, really heavy week. because. Uh, so this week, we've got Batman, issue 10, Superman, issue 10... Justice League issue 8, Nightwing issue 8, Green Arrow issue 10, Green Lanterns issue 10, Death of Hawkman issue 2, uh, and Matt, for some reason, braved the waters that was Catwoman election night issue 1. And... No, 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 not for some reason. For the reason that it was understood, as of last week, we were reading it. No, cl- no Matt, clearly this was not understood. That is the, the wrong yes. word to use. And then you looked at the creative team and went, nope, <laughs> and didn't bother to let me know. So, well, uh, yeah, I, I, I braved that, and and believe me, um, when, when we get to to bottom of the week, <laughs> uh, it'll it'll be well represented. So, oh god, yeah. Basically, what happened is I was intending on reading it because I'd forgotten who who was writing it, and yeah. then when I looked at you know. Tuesday night, you know, I was looking at the books out the next day, or maybe it was Wednesday when I was looking at the books, and I, I seen the name, I was like, oh, that's right, they're writing it. Nope. <laughs> nope. And I was already, at that point, halfway through the book. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, so that's coming up later, I look forward to Matt's thoughts on that. Um, but yeah, we don't have any real news this week, uh, at least if there was, I missed it, because uh, I don't feel like I'm missing anything, though. Uh, so we're going to get straight into it. Now, I will warn you. Before we get to the book reviews this week, <laughs> me and Matt are going to keep this as friendly as possible, but you might find that the first book we talk about is going to have a very differing set of opinions, and I'm almost upset that Connor's not here. Almost. Yeah, me too. Almost. Me too. <laughs> because he would break the tie. He would uh, offer It's not a even so opinion. much a tie, but it could be a different opinion. And yeah. instead of it being so adversarial, it could be like him mediating almost. Yeah. Because you know? uh, so. the first book we are going to talk about, of course, is Batman issue 10, written by Tom King and art by Mikhail Janin. And of course, uh, we have very, very different opinions on this. Uh, you can probably guess who's on what side, just given Matt's reputation up until this point. Um, mm-hmm. but yeah, so let's talk. So the the plot of this one is that so Batman's got his team assembled, and this is him traveling to Santa Prisca, uh, to you know get Psycho Pirate from Bane. Which I didn't realize it was like uh, Alcatraz. 
Like, I had always thought Santa Prisca, like, I understood there was a prison there, and, like, that was its function, but I had always just imagined, like, there being a prison on an island, not that the island was a prison, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. You know. I don't think I knew much enough about it to have an yeah. assumption, one way or the other. But that's the whole thing. My, my main introduction to Bane after Batman and Robin, which let's not count that. Bane! From, that was yeah, just one was, line of dialogue. <laughs> Was in uh, one of the animated shows where Bane was basically a luchador, and he was from the Caribbean, and uh, you know, so there was some tropical stuff that went on there. But so I'd always just had this view of it, but it was cool. That's I do like the design that that King and Jan and kind of gave it. Like it does look like this fortress in the middle of the Caribbean. Oh yeah, I, I think that's something we should just before we even because even though we disagree and saw stuff in this mm-hmm. book, I think we both agree that it looks gorgeous. It's yeah, uh, Jan and. And I love the, the play with the light in the dark because it's, it's in like this bright, you know, sunlight. Because obviously we're mm-hmm. down uh, South America, and then but when it goes inside, it's all shadows and it's all you know. It yep. does a lot with that. Um, it plays with that contrast, mm-hmm. which I really really like. Um, yeah. So yeah, it's a beautiful, beautiful book. We, we, we raved about how beautiful it was last issue as well. Jaren yeah. is just you know like Finch was doing surprisingly well for our expectations of Finch, but Jaren is just yeah, you know, it's different levels like in in. Baseball, you have the the team that yeah they're good, but they're just getting by. And then you have the team that's like really really good and just winning. And that's Jannon and Finch to me. You know, they're both good but different levels. Yeah. So yeah, so Batman, we have this uh, structure where we have Catwoman narrating, which which was weird because they don't outright say that at the beginning. They don't like, actually. It yeah, because I wasn't sure it was her yeah. at first. Like it, yeah. Because um, at first I was almost thinking it might be Bane. I mean, it didn't take me too long to realize it wasn't, but because, because yeah. I thought almost because it was focusing on Batman, like coming in, and he kept Batman kept repeating this uh, little speech that he had. You know, I'm here for Psycho Pirate to do this, to do this. Um, you know, um, and makes his threat. Montoya. Yeah, you killed my father. Prepare <laughs> to die. Yeah, it was basically that essentially, oh. but Batman like. And I thought maybe it was Bane to counteract us, but of course, as she kept, t- as the narration kept going, yeah. she, she talked about going to an orphanage and talks about cat size, and you know, it became clear that she, it was this was Catwoman talking about her past. And it I, wasn't until the dialogue said "meow" that I went, "Oh, uh, okay, right, yeah." Well, not, like clearly not, but it was they threw. I almost feel like King threw that in there, so people that weren't paying as close attention, it clicked. Mm. You know, it was the obvious. I actually I really liked this uh, side of the issue because it, it, for me, the whole thing that she's talking about and how she, you know, she would run away from her foster home and go back to the orphanage, which was you know the the Wayne founded orphanage, and she mm-hmm. would look up at the photo and she she was talking about her determination that after after this orphanage got bombed, she hunted down all two hundred plus members of these people involved and killed them all. You know mm-hmm. she was determined. She had this drive. This. And it was the whole point of it to me. Talking about contrast again, it was contrast between her and Batman, and how he had he had he had this happy life at one point, and even after the happy life ended, he still had Alfred. Whereas Catwoman had no one and felt alone, so yeah. she went down this darker path where she wasn't fighting for the happiness again. She was just fighting to take everyone out that had taken it away from her. You know, right? Um, so I I like the it, that that her drive of doing that counteracted nicely with Batman's drive in the issue of the story that we were actually watching play out, which was mostly visual. There wasn't a whole lot of dialogue other than Batman's repetitious... Yeah. Um, his repetitious spiel that he kept saying. Um, 
so I like that. I like how those counterbalanced. And again, looks great. Batman, you know, plane gets shot down, comes out. He gets dragged into Bane. You know, Bane exchanges words and eventually puts him in his like a uh, his cell that fills with water. Well, um, not just that he did. He he cracks Batman's back, which yeah. I thought this this is where it went off the rails for me because at this point. Batman's flown his new bat plane, which looks a lot like a tumbler, but with wings, which that was pretty cool to see. Um, it crashed on Santa Prisca uh, after getting shot down. Uh, then Batman fights an army before he gets taken. And like, I'm not talking like, a, like a, a couple guys, like a guard. I'm talking like there's easily 100 guys that swarm him. Throw him to Bane. Uh, Bane then... What could best be described is in professional wrestling, there's a move called the Camel Clutch and the Accolade. Uh, He puts Batman in that, and there is a large crack sound effect uh, font. Is that what that's called? Because it's not a bubble. But what do you call those? Uh, Yeah, sound effect, I guess. Yeah. I don't know if there's a specific specific term for it in comics, but... So at this point, I know what Batman's... He has he has a plan. I get that, and he put together a team. So I'm like, okay, with the constant repetition. Because yeah, so far and, at this point, he's he's been on his own. Like this entire issue, yeah. we see him. He's on his own. So clearly, these other team members need to come into it somewhere. Yeah, and so I'm thinking that maybe this isn't Batman. Like we saw the guy impersonate Gordon. Like maybe this is just a feint mm. to distract Bane, right? And then he gets his back broken, and I'm going, wait a minute. Well, hold on a second. I I think you may be jumping to conclusions a little bit with, like. Then what was it? Well, he hurts his back. I I don't think that necessarily means back broken. I feel like if he actually broke his back, there'd be a more of a, a statement about it. It wouldn't just be something that's. I know what Bane said too that he's not off on the venom. He can't put him over his knee, but I can do this, and it's the next best thing. And even if like. If they didn't want us to think that there was some kind of breakage or fracture or whatever, right? What's with the sound effect? It's just selling the the pain that he's in. I think it's selling how much he's hurting him, but I, I don't think it necessarily means that devastating injury that he can't come back from. I I don't know. I feel like... See, that's I, I feel why like... I just... I feel like we're getting two different things from it, though, because I'm reading this going, well, Batman just got bent like a pretzel... And then thrown into the cell. And what I did like is we, we got established by the cell last issue. Yeah. And how it rises with the yeah. tide. And it's over the course of a day. So it's not like this is happening in quick succession. You know, he gets thrown in there and it rises with the tide. And there's rats and whatever. And he... I'll let you go with the rest. Yeah, yeah. so the, the tide rises and he, he sort of like... I almost read it more that Bane dislocates his back. See, if, you, if, but... if you could even do that. Because the way he sort of snap, like he sort of does this thing where he puts his back back into place, and to me that felt like, you know, you don't fix a broken back that way. You you, you barely fix a broken back anyway. <laughs> um, and that's my thing, and if it was dislocated, like, here's the thing, and I know it's comics, and we get Superman and the Speed Force, but, like, Batman's human, Right? Like, he doesn't have a healing factor. He... So, even if his back's 
dislocated. There's nerves and whatnot there, right? He doesn't... Sure. I think the problem here, Matt, is that he is human, but he's human in a comic book. Do you you know what I mean? Like... And I get that, but at the same time, if it's, it's almost he can sa- do all these things, it's the same then he's li- not human. But it's you know, the, like, it's the same complaint you could bring up for any action movie, though. Like, look at Schwarzenegger yeah, in Commando a, or whatever. But that, but that's set up early on in Commando. Like, you know what you're getting into very much, and in the last, in the last arc that King wrote, right? In uh, what was that called? I am Gotham. Yeah. We get that scene where him and Duke bring down the plane, and he's calculating. And from that, I go, man, if there's going to be more of this, I'm going to have a very hard time reading the book. And then I felt that we got more of that here to where he fights an army, he gets his back dislocated, goes through that cell that that Bane went through that's supposed to be hell, relocates his back, and then gets out of the cell like nothing happened. I feel like you, you you do like to obsess on these details, and it's funny because see almost everything you just said, mm. I kind of glossed over. Like it wasn't important to me. And see, the only reason I know this is I reread it, just because this drove me into such a rage. I wanted to throw the book across. Which is which is me. weird to me because for me, like, yeah, I love yeah. I love this issue because yeah. I, I, Catwoman's narration, the beautiful art, it, it set this mood, this tone, this foreboding of like Batman being determined. It's like, I'm always a fan of characters who are a force of nature, and Batman can can be like that. And I like him. I like Batman more when he's limited. That's why I'm a fan of the Morrison run, and even parts of the Snyder run. Like the early parts of the Snyder run are Batman realizing that, oh, I don't have this all figured out the way I think I do. And I like that version. And here, I think that I get that he's a diversion, right? Because by the time he lets the half of the team in. Because at the end, he gets out of the cell, goes to the store. It's, and yeah, it's Catwoman, Catwoman and Wesker. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And he goes, our tiger and Punch and Julie set. And Catwoman says, yeah. So I get that this was supposed to be a diversion for Bane to just focus on Batman. But I also feel like the whole speech that I'm going to break Bane's back, I want Psycho Pirate. It just it didn't ring like that was Batman. So I feel like there was a disconnect to this. So as I'm reading it, and then we get it like, oh, no, it is Batman. And he's fought an army and got his back dislocated. I'm just like, so he has no limits. Like this is his determination is a superpower that he can just do whatever he wants. And that's what I have a problem with. That to me is lazy writing. So, and I expected more from King because even with the plane being brought down, like he had Duke there, like analyzing, you know, how to, how to turn on off and on the engines to bring it down. And here it was just like, no, I'm going to relocate my back and let everyone in. So hopefully the next issue is better because I am looking forward to this breakout of, of the prison because now they're in it, you know. Like we've established as an army and we, yeah. we know that Bane's off the venom. And, and, who, know, so, and who knows what the rest of the plan is because we know that he's planning yeah. something. He's got all these people in place. We don't know what they're doing yeah. yet. We just know that they're there. They're in place. Yeah. So uh, it's, it's kind of like Ocean's Eleven, but... And and again, I feel reading it a second time, I feel there's going to be explanations coming. Because like the first time you watch Ocean's Eleven and there's the heist and there's a lot of things that don't make sense. And then there's that whole reveal scene on how they did it. Hmm. So I'm wondering if something like that's going to happen. But the thing for me though is I don't even really feel like I need that. Like for me, 
Well, I do. I just, I just see, I just, I see what's happening, and I take it, and I, I take that he is a force of nature here, and that he is this determined, and I buy his determination because of what ha- is happening to Gotham Girl. Like, I, I get that he's doing it for her. That's why he's so ramped up here. Um, so just, just to, to sort of sum up and give a counterpoint to everything you just, because you, you went on a little speech there. Um, yeah. Is just to say that I kind of disagree with pretty much all of it. I don't mm-hmm. have any big counterpoints to make, other than a lot of the things you spoke about there just aren't important to me, or I don't care. You know, like. Well, and and I feel yeah. this is how we see Batman differently. Yeah. You know, so and these are my problems with the character, is I hate when when this type of stuff happens, and it's it's, it's the because Batman syndrome. But here's the thing you that know? I, I think is important is that I think because Batman that 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 whole thing because Batman, which you know we we spoke about off uh, you know when we were first speaking about this online, we were mm-hmm. talking about how. Uh, it is just the same as because Speed Force or you know other examples, and I think because Batman, like because Speed Force, they all have a line for me. There is a line that once they cross it, it's too ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this isn't hitting my line. This is not even close. Like, no, this is it, it. never. This is this hasn't fully crossed it like that uh, Future's End issue from a couple of years ago. Um, but this is Toad tiptoed. Like, there was a line, and it, and it stuck its toe over there, and for, I was just like, uh... For me, like, I don't even have a defined line. I feel like you have, like, d- defined things that once Batman mm-hmm. does, you're just kind of annoyed by it. Whereas yep. with me, it's just all about how does it ring. Like, it, when I'm reading the story, does it take me out of it? And nothing in this took me out of it. I was fully engrossed the entire time. This is probably my favourite issue of Batman in Rebirth. Oh man! Oh, of of this series specifically, not of including yeah, Detective. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, yeah no, I know what you mean. Yeah. By the title, the main title, not yeah. of all of Batman. Um, yeah, because that would be crazy. Because Detective has been. Yeah, like, yeah, but no, I like this more. I like this more than the last issue, which I also loved, and I like it more in the first arc, which I liked a lot. Um, for me, it's just this felt like so focused. It felt like the art and the writing were so in tune, and it was, you know, everything about it just like. I was there, I was in it, and I'm excited about the next issue. I'm excited about what this mission is. I'm excited about what's Batman driven to, like, that Bane's not on Venom now, and he is more of like a, you know, like a more mano with mano, he can take him now. He's, you know. Yeah. Which uh, are like, and Bane's still a threat, which he's, you know, as he should be. Yeah, yeah. He's... You know? And so, and I like that. But yeah, I just, I, I need to get to the next issue, and if the next issue is more of the same kind of stuff, I'm going to be upset because uh, I expect more out of Tom King because I really like Tom King because like he didn't do this type of stuff with Seeley and Grayson. And that's really my only tie to Tom King because uh, yeah. I haven't read Vision. It's, it, it's so funny to argue this almost though because I almost feel like I don't know how to argue it because I don't see the problem. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like I'm having a hard time like bringing up counterpoints because I'm like, but I don't get it. What's wrong? <laughs> like, But, you know. There you go. Yeah. That, that's uh, that's Batman. Hopefully, Connor's uh, around for the next one. Uh, yep. Connor's not read it yet because uh, he's busy this week. But I, I would guess he'll be more closer to my side. But we'll we'll see. Maybe, we'll see. Yeah. We'll see. If not, then I will burn him in effigy. <laughs> uh, <laughs> okay. Uh, so that's Batman. That'll take us on to Superman, issue ten. Uh, Peter J. Tomasi and Patrick Gleason, and Patrick Gleason did do the art uh, on mm-hmm. this one. So um, this was, of course, the first tease of Super Sons, and yeah. 
It, this is basically the prequel to Super Sons. It is, yeah. It's, it's, it's a setup arc for it, and mm-hmm. that's not a complaint. It's no. I, I really, really enjoyed this issue. Uh, I will say this. Damien needs to stop stop kidnapping people. That's just now two books he's kidnapped <laughs> fellow teenagers in. That's not his, his M.O., though. He's not going to learn, <laughs> you know? Like, because even Alfred and Batman have told him this, and he's yeah. just like, no, nah, I'm going to keep doing it my way. And... Oh, man. So now I'm going back because of Teen Titans and because of Goliath and reading the whole... It was just going to be Robinson and Batman, but then I wanted the whole setup, so I also picked up the Batman and arcs of Batman going to search. And I'm glad I did because of nobody showing up. I had no idea who this character was before deep diving. And so now I feel like this has been a Tomasi through line from, from New 52 and his take on on Damien. Yeah, well, and now, I like that. Now that we know that he's writing Super Sons, this all feels very natural and it feels like it's going somewhere. Yep. And I love that this this book starts with, it's just, like, it's clearly, no, Batman, it, oh, well, and obviously not, but Superman's not the focal of this arc. Like, this starts with John in school this, this with John. Kathy. Yeah. Um, which was great. It was great to see them together and riding home on the bikes and it was just, you know, yep. another slice of, like, what his life it, is it like felt, right now. Yeah, it felt very Amblin-esque. Yeah, and, Which, I, but, and I really like that when they get to that haunted swamp looking area. Yeah, yeah, almost Stranger Things, even a little bit of that in there. Just a, uh, just a bit. Also, Kathy being slightly jealous when John's been nice to that other girl. Uh, yeah, quality, quality stuff. Yep. Gives me the feels. Also, I loved it when they get to the swamp thing and John's like, "Oh, let's go in." That's and Kathy's like, "Nah, I need to go home." He then, he then like you know rips open and he's like, "This is a job for Superboy," and I'm like. You're just making something. You're making an excuse to turn it into Superboy right now. There is, yeah. There's no job well, of course, to do. He's, a, he's like, what, nine, ten years old? Like, of course. Yeah. It cracked me up because he was like, I, know, I, I just want to play superhero, so I'm going to yeah. going to do this. And that's what I like is like he, just from what we know about John and Damien is they are that polar opposite where Damien's business all the time and John's not john's like oh i'm gonna make an excuse to be superhero where damien's like no that's just what i am you know and i like that that even in that scene right there tomasi showing the difference even before we were even getting to damien yeah 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 we know he's responsible Mm -hmm. but you know we're just uh but no so once he gets to the bat cave and like john wakes up and i love that batman like comes in and sees what's going on he's like damien what what are you doing? Release him now before and then like keep vision like bursts oh. open the doors and Superman comes in. Yep. Uh, and you gotta remember too that this isn't, you know, original Superman and Batman. This is there's still a bit of distrust between the two. Yeah, because we've got you know, this is, you know, pre fifty two Superman and mm-hmm. a Batman who at least as of now is only new fifty two yep. Batman. And uh, And also Damien's like before all that, when he's he's monologuing to John, and he's like, you know, you've messed up so much stuff for us. My dad's moon cave. Yeah, nice and, callback. Yeah, and so just stuff that's happened before with John, and um, it shows that Damien's been watching him. So no matter as careful as Clark and Lois think they're being with John, the Bat family still has tabs on him. Yeah, yeah, I I loved all that. I also I love that John's really respectful to Alfred. 
Because Damien's so mm-hmm. awful to him. He's like, Pennyworth, get over here. <laughs> and jo- John, upon being offered a root beer, says, Root beer, yeah. thank you, sir. <laughs> yeah. Well, he's, just, like, he's his dad's son. He's a, yeah. uh, basically a Midwestern kid, and manners come first. And I love that line, too, where he's like, later in the book, when the kids are like coming to blows, and uh, that, Superman's like, you need to teach your kids some manners. And I forget what Batman responds. Oh, you need to teach your, teach your kids some control. Yeah. Like, this is a total parent fight about the kids who got into a fight. Yes. But I, I love that Damien's been keeping tabs on him, that he brings up the cat and he brings up <sighs> the other stuff. You uh, killed an endangered hawk. Yeah. Joe, you know yeah. I love that that bothers Damien. Like, Damien cares about animals. Oh, yeah, which has yeah. been established with Tomasi's writing him with oh, that of course, cow. Yeah. yeah, cow, dog, and, he's even got a cat. Which now. I forget about because he seems to have all these pets that since the last time I read Damien written by Tomasi, you know, he's got Titus, the, the Great Dane, yeah. and and Bat Cow, and Alfred the Cat, which I completely forgot about. Al- Alfred um, the Cat's great. Uh, yeah, and he goes with Alfred the Cat, um, <laughs> which shows he deep down does respect Alfred enough that he named a pet after him. Um, and now he's got Goliath, the big bat creature, uh, yeah. which I think John feels, feels like a kinship with because he, you know, when, when they do kidnap him and he freezes him, he feels worried that he's hurt this thing. Um, uh, you know, when, when John eventually gets mad enough after he brings up the cat and like, you wouldn't want to make mommy cry again. And he actually sucker punches him in the stomach. Like I love, like, I fist pumped. This is this is looking at the uh, the art specifically. It's just the the look on Damien's face. It's like pain, but it's more shock. It's like it's shocked that someone's finally, yeah. Yeah. yeah, someone's finally done something, and then it starts the fight. And Damien even tries to get the radioactive or the radioactive the the kryptonite battering. Yeah, you know, and they're gonna do it, and and then just the look on their faces too when the dads break them up. Oh yeah, well that's the, uh, that's the last end. that's the last issue because they end up blowing something up in the Batcave, yeah. and we just see the silhouettes in all darkness of both. It's like mm-hmm. Superman in this this last page looks like Batman, like the way Batman would yeah. normally be lit against like the sky where yeah. he's like really intimidating. Intimidating, like, yeah. Yeah, they both look like Batman almost, and then like, the two kids are just like, uh oh. <laughs> it's that so he started fun. it. Yeah. Yeah. It's so uh, much fun. Yeah. So we always think about panels of the week and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And now I've been thinking as I've been actively reading, and this was a book where I would go, oh man, that was a really good one. That's going to be my panel of the week. Yeah. You and end then up I turn the page. You end up with a short list of about 50 panels. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, oh no, never mind. This one's, oh man, but this one was great too. And it just kept coming. Yeah. And it was just a great read. Uh, I'm loving like it's it's building a sense of community between these two, and that's what Super Sons is gonna do. So after this arc, which I don't know how long this one is, but I can't imagine it's gonna be a lengthy one. Uh, I mean, Super Sons starts in February, so I would guess maybe it could be a full six issues because it could be two yeah. this month, two December, two January, and then leads yeah. into could be, could be, but but yeah, it's it's uh, setting uh, that tone very well. Of course, if I remembered the solicits for like January well enough, I would know the answer to that. But yeah, I don't, so this this is the thing with DC is as great as I am loving all these books or as, as well as I received. There's so much of them. Once something happens, I forget about 
to solicits. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. then it it comes as a surprise. I was like, oh yeah, that's coming. Which to be honest is kinda nice. I kinda like that yeah. I, I get any surprise when the, the books come. So uh no, Superman issue ten was fantastic. Uh solid. Beautiful, yeah. great character play between the characters. It's almost like John and Damien are having Superman Batman esque conflict, but on yeah. a much more like immature scale that makes it a lot more fun. And yeah. Then the, the the dad's being like all protective and you know accusing the other son yeah. of being awful and whatnot. There was there's that line <clears throat> where first Batman has basically said we don't know the extent of what John's powers are going to be mm. because of the Kryptonian human mix, and also he's running all these questions at Superman. Superman's like, do you think our dads have this many questions raising us? And then Batman's like, well, yeah, all good dads do. Where Alfred says, I can't remember who says it. Yeah, that that was a solid bonding between them which is nice i like that the kids will actually yep. be what makes them bond in fact yep. if i was to make a guess i almost think this will be like a weird marriage kind of thing where mm-hmm. superman realizes that john needs more batman in his life and batman realizes that damien needs more superman in his life yep. to like fill them out um, well, so they'll both end up being dick yeah. grayson because that's I, that's one of my favorite things about grayson is how much he admires like like Bruce is his dad or big brother, however the relationship is. Yeah. Like he's the authority figure, but Superman's kind of the hero worship of oh that's that one guy. You know, it's it's Uncle Clark kind of deal. So that's why he's called uh, Nightwing. Yeah, exactly. So I like that there's that dichotomy, and also that these guys starting at each other's throat is nice because in the old universe where we had uh, Tim and, and Connor. Like they had kind of always been best friends. So it's nice to see a different take on a son of Batman, son of Superman. Yeah, it's conflict, and it's, it's good. Yeah. I, I like it a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, but no, that was that was great stuff. Uh, Superman is uh, on top form still. Uh, yep. All right, so that'll take us on, unfortunately, <laughs> to Justice League issue 8, which will just be me talking about it, because Matt uh, has yeah. dropped this. I, I long dropped that one. Uh, yeah. Normally, obviously, Connor would talk about it with me as well, but uh, he's not here, so... It's just me. I will say that this was better than the last... Two? Certainly the last... Probably the, the most of that last first arc as well, to be honest. Um, uh, well, that's good. It's, I mean, it's not great. Like, it's definitely clunky. There's definitely like dialogue mm-hmm. and stuff that I'm not quite feeling. Basically, the gist of this one, it focuses mainly on Cyborg and Batman. For This, this is the start of a new arc. And mm-hmm. there's this... like it's. It's kind of a computer virus, although you kind of get the sense that as the issue goes on that it's more than just computer stuff. Like, it can infiltrate any kind of system. And it affects both Cyborg and the Watchtower and the Batcave. Like, all of Batman's, like, drones and cars and all that start going haywire. Mm -hmm. So a lot of the action stuff's in the Batcave with, like, Batman and Alfred, like, dodging missiles and all that. At which point I actually said, Uh, I was like, you know, Batman... Maybe, especially since you're a non-lethal character, maybe you shouldn't put so many missiles on all the, all the cars. Nice. Please tell me the robotic dinosaur comes to life. It does. Yeah, good. It does. Good, um, good, good. Do I know how it gets taken out? Yeah, go ahead. Alfred with a rocket launcher. Oh, good. So there was fun stuff in this one. I can't deny that I didn't I might have. have to breeze through this one. I might have to pick it up and when I'm at the shop and just look through the pages yeah. to see this. You yeah, know. the the T Rex comes to life, and then Alfred uh, takes it with a rocket launcher, and then then makes a quip about uh, 
Was that direct enough for you, sir? After they were bickering <laughs> about what they should do before. Um, oh, good. So that was alright. And, uh, and the other stuff with Cyborg, at first I wasn't really feeling it, but the actual action set piece that it sets up is actually kind of cool. Basically, it corrupts the entire Watchtower, and he is trying to like fight it, but he can't. Whatever this is, it's like more advanced than anything. Even when it goes into the Batcave, like, you know... Batman's like, wait a minute, even Victor can't hack in here. Like, you know, that's, this is how yeah. advanced this is. Um, so it takes over the whole watchtower, and you get this, he figures out that it's trying to access the boom tube technology, but it can't. Um, but it malfunctions the entire watchtower and it starts to freefall out of the space. It comes out of the atmosphere, and it's falling, and it's going to hit San Francisco. It's going to be this devastating thing where the entire watchtower is going to crash into San Francisco. And Cyborg's flying through the air behind it. And he's trying to like open a big boom tube so that the the, the ship will, teleport it back yeah, out. Yeah, go back into space, which he does. It makes for a really exciting action sequence. But the whole thing is, is that this turned out to be the plan of whatever this is because him using the boom tube gives them access to boom tubes. To the boom tubes. Yeah. So it was all a ruse to get him to yeah. use them. Um, I wonder who it is because it's not the new guys. Because if it was the new guys, they could just use the boom tubes. Yeah. Maybe. Uh, you know. So. That's- that's yeah. strange. So he's fall. He's a cyborg's fall. He's not. He's not worried that he's going to die. He, he knows he can take the hit, but he's right. uh, like, "This is going to hurt because <laughs> he's still falling through the sky." So uh, that, that's cool that he kind of gets a Superman moment, yeah. you know? Because you don't get that with Cyborg a lot. Like he's he's always just kind of their their Uber driver, yeah, to see, get them from point A to B. Because I wasn't feeling it for the first like however many pages because it was Cyborg like, "Oh, who's hacking into the Watchtower?" And he's just talking yeah. about hacking and stuff, and it's like, "Oh, this is the same old Cyborg stuff." Once it got yeah. to the watchtower is crash landing towards San Francisco, yeah. it became kind of fun because it was big and spectacle and whatever. Yeah. Uh, That's cool. Whatever this is sends out a distress signal to the rest of the Justice League, not including Superman, and obviously Jessica left at the last issue, so it's Simon, Flash, yeah. Aquaman, Wonder Woman show up at the, the end in San Francisco, and Cyborg's like, I didn't call you, whatever did this, you know, brought you here, so obviously the intentions can't be very good. Um... And Simon goes to help him up, and mm-hmm. the, we, we, you, know, you get that narration box where it's like the you know when the ring talks, you get like it's kind of yeah. This this virus has been doing it the whole issue. It's been you know searching for things Uh-oh. and whatever. Basically, when Simon goes to pick him up, it says new network found beginning to access, um, and then the the big cliffhanger at the end of the issue is like tons of like Green Lantern like constructs coming out and attacking the Justice League because it's it's got into there. Attack the ring. Um, it was still clunky with dialogue, but I will say it was probably the most fun issue that they've had since like the first couple. Yeah, it sounds like a Justice League issue. Yeah, like, big yeah. set pieces and better than what I was reading. Um, I might have to reevaluate. Maybe start with this one. I, honestly, uh, like if you want to give it a try, I, I don't think it's a bad issue yeah. overall. Yeah. Well, it sounds fun. I mean, as you said, outside of the hacker-ish stuff. Yeah, I think like, the art's not as good as the other books we've been talking about, and certainly the writing is not as good, but at least the plot was fun. Like, it got interesting yeah. and stuff was happening, so... And, and if you're going to have a Justice League book that's not going to be the flagship, then at least make it fun like that. Yeah. Like, big... And not like... When I say big set pieces, not those big, giant creature things that we got in the first yeah, art. Yeah, yeah. You know? So, but, they, I mean, I can take the Watchtower falling to Earth. Like, that's a cool visual. Yeah. Always. Yeah. No, it looked good. It reminded me of... Uh, couple of different things uh there's a big moment in Battlestar Galactica the uh, tv show where they're crashing the, the ship which is not meant to fly in atmosphere it's only a spaceship um, right but the the FTL uh, fast and light jump out of 
you know, out back into space oh, wow. at the last second. It reminded me a lot of that. That was yeah. But uh, no, cool. um, it, it was it was a better issue in the last chunk. So even though I sounded down on it, the more it went on, I was like, yeah, this is it's it's definitely not deep. It's definitely just you know light-hearted yeah. uh, romp. But you know, as that, it was much better than the last few. So yeah. Uh, so yeah, that's Justice League. That'll take us on to Nightwing issue eight, which is a uh, well. By the way, I never. I don't think did I tell you who wrote and drew Justice League? I don't think I did. No. Yeah, that was a uh, Brian Hitch writing and Neil Edwards on the art. Uh, okay. Apologies, folks. I, I always like yeah. to tell you. Well, that. I just I did the Hitch math because he's been writing, but I didn't know yeah. who did the art. So. Yeah, I knew it was different arts from the last two, which is why I mm-hmm. felt compelled to mention it. Gotcha. Anyway, so yeah, Nightwing issue eight. Uh, Tim Seeley and Xavier Fernandez um, is back after. Well, he was back in the last issue, but obviously he wasn't there for the uh, yeah. the Night of the Monster Men stuff. Yeah. Um. So this is coming back in after Bruce got kidnapped by Raptor at the end of the last issue. Mm-hmm. He's got him at the abandoned circus, uh, all strung up, waiting for Nightwing, and Nightwing's going there. And we get a lot of flashbacks and backstory filled in in this episode about who Raptor was yep. back in the circus days, how he sort of knew Dick's mother, uh, what that relationship was, and uh, it makes for some great moments. I thought this was a great issue. This was a great end to yep. this. I, I will agree. It It's given Dick a crazy villain like most of, of dick's villains aren't that memorable and then he'll share a lot of batman's um, yeah so here it's given him because i don't believe this is the last we'll see a raptor ever oh yeah of course not no so i like that they filled in that yeah he is a little bit nuts and belongs in arkham you know like other batman villains yeah and uh, it but- was just it's interesting parallels though, because he he feels that he should have been responsible for Dick because he was close to his mother after the thing that happened, and he's seen yeah. he's seen Bruce is taking him out from the the poor world that he inhabited and giving right. him the silver spoon, even to the point where when he's going to kill Bruce, the trap that's going to go off is a <laughs> sharpened silver spoon that's going to kill yeah. him. <laughs> and like, look, we know my issues with Batman, but I don't think like. <laughs> Growing up as a ward of Bruce Wayne is not a silver spoon thing. Like, yeah. how many Robins has he lost? Like, <laughs> I know. Like, he he trains them. He puts them through, like, serious boot camp. Yeah. As we're about to yeah. see in the next issue of Superman, I'm pretty sure. You know. Boot camp. Called boot camp. Yeah. Called boot um, camp. Yeah. But, but, yeah, and I just... And you get the, the thing that Raptor has this obsessive mind. And he wants to do good, but his whole sense of justice is warped. Yeah. Because he doesn't even like Nightwing's dad. Like, Dick's dad, uh, John, is he tries to warn Mary, uh, his mom, of him. Because we get to the backstory of Raptor that he he was living in Paris, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, and and this, this is as before, part of, like... This is before uh, like Dick's parents meet. This is, like, when she's yeah. on her own. Yeah, and she's an aerialist in the circus, and he ends up getting sick with... They said it was like leprosy, but not quite leprosy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, um, but she showed him compassion and was, you know, stood by him when no one else would. And so he's, you know, kind of grown attached. And then, you know, he she meets John, and they become the Flying Graysons, and he's kind of jealous of that, but still and, basically and- wanted to watch out. And clingy as well, because we sort of see in that opening flashback where, uh, yeah. you know, Dick's parents are having the conversation, and this is like Dick kind of loosely remembering. Oh, I do vaguely remember them talking kid. about some guy yeah. who was around, you know. 
Um, yeah. And John, John's kind of like, yeah, but he's kind of creepy. Like, you don't get creep vibes from him? Yeah. It makes me uncomfortable. And so I liked all that. And it made sense that he's from Nightwing's past, you know? Yeah. Um, I just want to know, like, if, if, because, like, he has all that technology and stuff. Where did he get all that from? Like, uh, I, I guess, you know, I mean, we've seen him sort of, like, sort of, worked for and dupe all these criminal organizations yeah. i imagine he sort of collected all this kind of stuff while doing all that Could be. over the years because um, uh, to be fair i mean it has been like what 20 years since this since the death of dick's parents or something like that yeah and i also thought he was more of a contemporary character of dick's not older you know around bruce's age yeah he seems to be about bruce's age by the way i, I just want to say during the fight uh, when you know dick gets there and he fights raptor I love that he smashes like half of his mask off and like he spends half of the fight where we see his yeah. face but with the mask like sort of cracked around him. It just it was yeah. a really cool visual. Well and I love when he throws the Eskrima sticks. Mm. Like it's kinda Daredevil esque. But the fact that he catches one but not the other, and that's what smashes. And the art there too is Raptor is picking the pieces of his mask yeah. off of his face. Like that's such a great visual. I mean, I'm always curious if someone else did the art on, like, the, see when uh, Raptor's telling the story about Paris yeah. and all that? The art looks very different, and I'm wondering if it, it was actually someone else, or if it was just, uh, just Fernandez. Really cool Fernandez. Yeah. yeah, it changes the style, so you get the, you get the vibe that it's different. Yeah. So, yeah, it's, but uh, yeah, it's cool. just, it's all solid, and even the, the very end, where, which I didn't realize this, that, that, because Raptor's plan for Bruce is he staged that kidnapping in the last issue and it made it look like Bruce was brave. And so that's going to send the stocks for Wayne Tech to go up. So once they cross a certain point, that's when the sharpened yeah. silver spoon <laughs> yeah, is going to stab up. him in the heart. I also didn't realize that it was raising him up with a crane. Um, so, uh, you know, yeah. Batman being what he does is – uses Raptor and Nightwing's fight to get himself out of that. Um, but then he needs to get off of that thing and yeah, Nightwing talking, catches him. Yeah, well, uh, let's talk about that moment because this moment's actually yeah. fantastic because he, he gets out of the restraints, but now by this point he's like, you know, 50 foot, 100 foot in the air, whatever yep. it is. And he looks down and the art is fantastic here. It's a very great sequential story where it, it comes closer into his eyes and he closes his eyes and lets go. Yeah. Um, and Nightwing catches him, which is a fantastic moment in and of itself, because even at that point, I'm like, he's falling because he knows Nightwing will catch him. So yeah. it's, it's already a really sort of touching kind of thing. But even in the next... Because this whole this whole series started, this, this volume yeah. of the series, was there's a kind of a distrust, not distrust, but there's tension between the two of them. Yeah. And how, how Dick wants to deal with dealing with the court or the parliament... Versus Bruce and Bruce like, well, you can stand on your own now. Like you're an yeah. adult, uh, and so for it to kind of culminate with this and him jumping a and Nightwing catching him that way, yeah, leap of faith. it was it's really great. Yeah, and he, he, even when he tells him in the last page, which I don't think we needed, but it actually made for a really sweet moment when because if Dick didn't know that he trusted him, then it's nice that he got to hear it. Well, he yeah. goes, you know, you you fell. He goes, no, I jumped because I knew you'd catch me. And just hearing that too, I think that. Sometimes I think Bruce is that type of dad that he doesn't have to say I love you. He shows it yeah, instead of yeah. tells you. But sometimes you want to be told it. And so it was nice for, for him just to let Grayson know that, yeah. you know, yeah, we're old partners. But still, like, I knew you were going to get me. 
Yeah, it, it all goes back to just their relationship and how it, all, yep. it always tugs on my heart cards when uh, they show it in some way, you know, when they give us yep. something like that. Um, well, that's, that's what the New 52 kind of got away from was everything was compartmentalized, you know, whether it was Barbara and, and Dick or Dick and Bruce. And, and here they've just written the, the, the fam, like familial alliance, if I'm using that right. Because we've gotten Barbara showing up through here and being like, don't trust Raptor. Yeah. And we're, we're getting Bruce now in here. Yeah, this, this is know? a Dick Grayson who has connections to Batman, has connections to Barbara. It all matters. you know. And they matter towards the story going forward because yeah. it's how, you know, it's that distrust that Barbara has that kind of has him shield himself from from Raptor, you know? Yeah. So it's good to see that, that these other characters are having an impact on him and his decision making so that's good but yeah um, really solid yeah fantastic I uh, really love this issue Nightwing so that'll take us on to Green Arrow issue 10 uh, written by Benjamin Percy and Jean Ferraia back on art uh, mm-hmm. I will say I was pleasantly surprised well not su- maybe surprised isn't the right word but relieved that we were back to a strong issue after the last couple which were a yeah, bit more it went- shaky yeah it went from a grindhouse movie to a straight up action movie because this, even the art in this one had some sheen to it yeah. that that mimicked that look of a it, of an action movie. It's funny, me. actually, because see back in issue like three or four when uh, Faria first came on and Schmidt left for yep. a few issues, and I said that I, I kind of loved his art almost as much, if not more, than Schmidt's because yep. it was the issue of him breaking into the building and how I, that was, it felt very diehard and the motion in his yep. art really lent itself to it. How mm-hmm. fitting is it that he came back to do a story on a train Yep. You know, where it's, you know, it's, it's you know, if that last issue was Die Hard, then this issue is Under Siege, where, or Under Siege 2, specifically. You two. Know. That's what I was going to say, yeah. Under Siege 2, Dark Territory. Yeah, where, he, where they're sneaking yeah. about on a train, and they're, now don't get me wrong, the reasons they got to the train from the last issue yeah. were really weird and contrived, but now that we're on the train, I'm having a lot of fun, there's an assassin yep. on board, they're chasing him down, uh, <laughs> Black oh, Canaries, fantastic. you know, dressing up, and she, she somehow gets a bird on the dress, even though it's a dress she just stole from somewhere. Yeah. Um, like, if this so. was an episode of Arrow, it would be my favorite episode. Probably, yeah. You know, and, and that doesn't save much, because, again, I, I stopped watching two years ago, but, like, if it had more of this tone, yeah. I would love it. Yeah, it's super so. fun. Um, you know me, I love a, a bottle-style story, and this is all set yep. on the train. As they're speeding through, and the idea that Can- Canary's like mingling with the powered guests, and one of them gets murdered. So we're doing, you know, it's even called the murder on the, uh, oh, instead of Orient. Transpacific. No, it's not Transpacific. That's not a title really? story. No. Oh man, I didn't pay attention. I'll tell you in a second. Uh, yeah, look it up. But, like, uh, yeah, on you go. But yeah, as I was gonna say, because she's talking to this guy, and he reveals himself to be like a, a major businessman. And as he's, you know, holding a toast up of champagne, it's poisoned by the assassin, who I think was sent by the Ninth Circle, because you were not going to get away from them too much. So, uh, but yeah, but Diggle and Oliver and Canary all team up, and they, they're each doing something different, because yeah. it's kind of, Diggle's the one to, that discovers the assassin, because when he crashes in through the window of the train, um someone recognizes him and it felt a bit off and then when you know we get away from him and by the time we get him he's been beaten up and 
you know, he lets them know there's an assassin. So it hit all yeah. of those action movie beats. Yeah. Quite well. Excellent. And the way that it juggled, like, like I feel Green Arrow at this point is about Canary and Diggle and Emmy as much as it is about Oliver. And yeah. I love that. It should be. Yeah. Um, pacing was great. Everything about it, like I say, the art had that sense of motion constantly. Um, even at yep. the start when they're actually just trying to get onto the train and they're oh, just like, yeah. running to get it, get it. It's just a classic action movie thing, but it just it works so well. And the story's actually called Murder on the Empire Express. Empire Express, that's right. Yeah. Um, um, and was this the issue where he gets the boxing glove arrow? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> on the train? Yeah. Yeah, uses the boxing okay. glove arrow. Yeah. Yeah. He says it's the equivalent of a silencer. <laughs> Yeah. Even though arrows in and of themselves are already pretty silent. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, you're not you're not sticking them in someone. Yeah, Although, true. knowing what I know about physics, uh, still a, a boxing glove arrow is going to do some internal damage, uh, and, and you, you might have ruined that guy's life. But still, <laughs> whatever. He was a bad guy. What do you want? Sure, sure. But yeah, the art in this one too is fantastic. But we've we've gone on and on about that. But each page, there's something like a lot like Superman, but not for me, not as much. Like there was a oh that that panel looks great. Yeah, yeah, there's a lot of great. Oh. I feel like this one had a lot of good sequential stuff, like where the panels mm-hmm. led to each other really, really yeah. succinctly, um, <laughs> and gave you that fluid motion, which is which is great. Cinematic. Cinematic. Yeah. That's a good word. Um, but no, uh, that was really good. It was pretty simple. I feel like there was not a lot to analyze, but it doesn't doesn't yeah. matter. It was fun. It was good. And see, I'm wondering with this double shipping schedule that we're going to get a lot more of these smaller arcs. And if that's the case, awesome. Because I like these. It, it helps with the, when you are reading as much, at least I am, it's nice to have these smaller stuff interrupts the longer stories. And when you get to the longer stories, it feels more meaty because there's more of it. Also, uh, just as much as it feels like a typical action movie, at the same time, you know it's in the DC universe because it's a train that goes all the way from the (laughs) Pacific coast of the US all the way to, is it China? Hong Kong. Hong Kong? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And and Oliver's dad, it was his dream project. It's an underwater train, kind of like the channel, you know, from uh, England to France, but it goes all the way through an ocean. It also kind of reminded me of, of Snowpiercer a bit, like oh, because yeah. you had all the all rich that. people yeah. in in the, like the ballroom car basically of it, uh, and they're all looking around underneath the ocean. So yeah, uh, yeah. Almost, if you want to have a crossover, I feel like Aquaman should maybe like see the train going past and be like, "Wait a minute, <laughs> there's a train <laughs> going." That's through. not supposed to be there. What, what's going on? Uh, yeah. Forget the fact that it probably took them like fifty years to construct the whole thing, but yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, uh, Arrow was a lot of fun. Or Green Arrow, I should say. Arrow was not a lot of yes. fun this week. Uh, <laughs> Green Arrow was. Um, yes, yeah, that'll take us on to Green Lantern's issue 10, uh, written by Sam Humphreys and art by Eduardo Pansica. I think I'm saying that right. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is a good arc of Green Lanterns. We have been, ever since, I mean, technically it's been, technically this is the first issue of the arc, if, if you go by the titles, but really it started with the Halloween issue. Yeah. Yeah, or the yeah that was like a little that. interlude. That and the I, I always forget his name, but the new Phantom Lantern. Um, yeah, I've forgotten his name as well. Yeah, uh, even um, though I loved his issue last time, like that his story. Yeah, me too. Fantastic. Yeah. But but I think that's his name. Is he is always second best, so you're not gonna remember his name. Yeah. I think that's Humphrey's a little bit of genius from him, unless I'm just reading into it. 
But yeah, we could just like, even his like, story. Crap memory. That, 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 that's a possibility. <laughs> that could be it too. But you know, uh, but yeah, he's just. Uh, where was I going with that? It's him obtaining the ring and Jessica and uh, Baz. Well, I want to say how he obtains the ring, though. He he finds mm-hmm. some innocent family's house and sets it on fire. Yep. To lure out the, the lanterns, you know that's pretty dark. Oh, that's very dark. And there's he left a kid in there. It's not like he cleared the house first. Yeah. Yeah. He left a, a kid in there for the lanterns to save. Which, by the way, I do. I actually love that. Like Baz is kind of ready to throw in the towel and say we have to go and find Hal in the core. And Jessica's yeah. like, no, don't be stupid. We'll be out there searching for months. <laughs> it's space. It's space, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that was my favorite line. And he's like, well, you're kind of afraid to go to space, aren't you? She's like, if I'm being honest, yes. But I think we can handle yeah. this. We have a guardian. Like, yeah. Uh, but yeah, their interplay, as each issue goes, I love their interplay a little bit more. Yeah, because uh, Humphreys and, is nailing that aspect and, of it, and then working as a team, hugging and like shielding the girl with a bubble, and then him pulling them out yep. with like his construct. Yep. I mean, it's good teamwork. It's good stuff. Yeah. Um, but of course, it all builds to him getting the the Phantom Lantern, and yeah, um, he, of course, uh, Volthum shows up and takes out the Guardian. And mm-hmm. uh, this, I don't know if he actually because of course, him? yeah, I don't know. But do you know what uh, I really love about this ring, though, this Phantom Lantern. Mm-hmm. I love that it cycles to different cores depending on his mood. Yeah, it's, a, get, he, he it's essentially yeah. yeah, it's a power mood ring. Yeah, because it's what it is. Because he wants to be a green lantern, so he becomes a green lantern, and he's got this cape, and he looks kind of cool. And then he gets scared at one point, and he turns to a yellow lantern. I was like, that's really yeah. cool. Yeah, just wait till he finds something he loves, and he gets that yeah. you know standard star sapphire costume. That should be hilarious. It's like as much as. Like I, I was kind of sick of the, the different core stuff. I think this is actually a really fun way of playing with it without going into it. But it's yeah, it's different because it's not the cores yeah. showing up. It's it's little tastes of it, and just wait till he won't give up the like. Because I think where it's going is well, Thum's gonna try to use him as a puppet, and he's like, no, I worked way too hard. Hmm. And you're gonna get that orange aspect, and and whatnot, and we'll see that and. For all we know, that could lead to Larfleys not liking somebody touching into the orange. Yeah, know? yeah, that, that could be a thing. If he gets greedy and he turns orange and yeah, you know, isn't happy. Actually, I love how yeah. it ends with like because they're still at the scene of the the crime, the the house, and they're you know, the, yeah, the the hospital and the hospital, the, the ambulances are there and all that. And Jack is talking to the girl, and they see like, the green light going past, flying past as if there's a lantern, and they look at each yeah. other and go, "Wait a minute, I'm here." You're here. You're here. Yeah. <laughs> Who's that? Yeah. yeah. That was good. So, but also uh, we got uh, his brother-in-law and best friend Simon's. Uh, it... I can never remember. Fareed. Ultronning. Uh... Ultronning. Uh oh. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, I liked how uh, he shows him like his son, like mm-hmm. like brutally beaten, like is his fear. Yeah. Uh, dark. Dark, but it makes sense. Very much so. So, no, good. Um, yeah, this is actually because as much as there was some things to like in the first arc of Green Lanterns, it's really impressive how ever since that arc ended, we've really been having fun. Yep. So. Very much. So, no, good. Uh, and art was, art was pretty good. It feels weird talking about the art, though, because it's like Batman, Superman, and like Green Arrow, and even Nightwing to an extent, all look so fantastic that it's like, this mm-hmm. was good art. <laughs> it just, you know, 
yeah. those other books all uh, just outshined it, I guess, is I guess the word I'd use. Um, but no, solid. And I actually do really like the colour with the uh, the rainbow uh, thing, you know, all yeah. the different colours. It's pretty nice. Um, Alright, let's move on to Death of Hawkman issue 2, which is written by Mark Andreco and art by Aaron Lopresti. Mm-hmm. Um, we liked the first issue of this quite a bit. Like, yeah. you know, we we were, you know, um, not, I wouldn't say surprised, but we weren't really sure what it was going to be. You know, it was like, you know, Death of Hawkman, is it going to be this? Um, and we focused a lot on uh, Adam Strange trying to get back to the planet Ran. Um, yep. And eventually he he does, and that's kind of where we pick up. We, we get a little bit of, the, again, the, the future, the of, future like, yeah. of him and Hawkman being like... Yeah. Uh, it's funny, actually, Max... Uh, Matt. Matt's camera is so out of sync with his audio right now. This isn't just your video messing up, people. Like, it's out of sync for me, too. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm trying to fix it, and I just quit. So, <laughs> so yeah, we get this uh, future stuff with Adam Strange and Hawkman, like, side by side. Hawkman's being kind of tough and going, no, no, no I, I'm ready to fight. But then yeah, we cu- it's just we- a flesh wound. Yeah. So we cut back, though, and it's like, we just get to the point where just after Adam Strange is back on Ran, and we see that Alana's dad's dead. And yep. They're all blaming it on Thanagar. They're like, no, this is Thanagar scum. We're going after them. You know, all this stuff. Um, in the and, meantime... And she's like, I saw... He goes, how do you know it was Thanagar? She's like, I saw them. I was there. And then as the issue goes, we realize that maybe she's not seeing what she thought she saw. Yeah, that maybe Desparo is uh, involved and in making them yeah. see things. Yeah. Um, yep. Which, by the way, I do love seeing Desparo. Uh, Me too. I, I really enjoy the Crisis of Conscious uh, arc in yep. Justice League. I think it was after uh, mm-hmm. Indentity Crisis. Well, and anytime he was the really him and Starro are the ones that kind of bring the Justice League together mm. traditionally, and so it's, I, it's nice seeing a, a villain of his, you know, thing show up for these guys because kind of Hawkman and Adam Strange are kind of second rate heroes. Oh yeah, of course. So, do you know what I like though? I like that I was enjoying this anyway. I was enjoying the last issue for Adam Strange, but I like that in this issue we get we get more of Hawkman. We get Hawkman, you know, going too far with a a criminal, getting you know grilled out by his superiors. He's... I, I just I like that I'm actually enjoying reading Hawkman because I feel like when the new Fifty Two started, I wanted to oh I want to try some Hawkman. I want to get into some Hawkman, and the book was terrible. And then yeah. he was in. Like one of the JLU or the G- just like a Canada, whatever it was, and yeah. it was you know it was okay, but it wasn't great. Um, yeah. And then on Legends of Tomorrow, a TV show, Hawkman and Hawkgirl were the worst parts of that show. They were dreadful. Yeah. And well, Hawkman wasn't around for very long. True, but <laughs> even when he was though, he was dreadful. Like their, their stuff yeah. was easily the worst part of that show. And yeah. I just I really like that I was reading this and going, I'm actually kind of enjoying a Hawkman story. That's it is good. I, it also made me realize that I don't understand Hawkman, and that's fine because yeah. I feel like this is gonna set it up in a new spot. Because to me, he's always been the whole reincarnation Qatar hole, and here he's the Thangarian policeman. Yeah. And so I'm just like, okay, I'm just gonna roll with this because I don't understand Hawkman. But um, you, you get that he's the, the, the gruff guy who's ready to throw punches first. Oh, he's and, he's Russell Crowe yeah. in uh, L.A. Confidential. Yeah. Because a lot of this issue, once like Adam Strange realizes that something's not mm. quite what it seems, like his whole plan is to get to Hawkman because they've worked together yep. before, and they maybe they together can solve what this problem is because everyone else is just so they're basically just being bigoted. They're you know they're assuming oh, yeah. this their planet and they're ready to blame them and go to war. 
Yep. Ran hates Thanagar, Thanagar hates Ran. But Thanagar yeah. has no idea what's going on. Like we, we, see, no. we see Hawkman on the planet and it's like, no, there's no news, yeah. there's no... Yeah. There was just this attack or whatever. No, they're, they're yep. just going about their business. Which, which I'm sure, though, when we get there, something's going to happen where Thanagarians see Ranians attacking yeah. and whatnot. But and that'll just escalate it. And, yeah, of course, because at the point we're at, as both first parts of both of the first issues... Or these two issues, um, Hawkman's like on his last legs. Like he is battle worn. So is Adam Strange. Yeah. So, you know, something major happens, and then Alana pushing more. Pretty sure, you know, with Despero and his psychic stuff. Pretty sure she's under his influence. Um, because that's the only thing that to me can make sense. Yeah, and I like that she is very angry, and she has been a little bit mm-hmm. too bloodthirsty, but she does yeah. still. Her her dialogue with Adam Strange does still come across yeah. as kind of you, you get the chemistry it's mm-hmm. there, um I especially at both the moments where Adam Strange goes ouch in the narration, but the second time he goes ouch part two, yeah, uh, you know just fun little stuff like that. It, it sells on their relationship even in this like dire situation where she's just lost her father and you know yep. uh, stuff's going down. So, um no and I. I like the you know the the big cliff of oh, I say cliffhanger but you know the big moment yeah. at the end is when he does Zeta beam across to Thanagar and yep. he sees Hawkman naked and he's like oh well I can't unsee that so yeah because he's just uh, Hawkman just picked up with the floozy that he yeah. met in a bar yeah so mm-hmm. which by the way I actually uh, love the expression on his face uh, yeah. do that on this as well I feel like yeah Lopresti oh, that's pretty good Lopresti has always been solid anything I've read from them it's yeah been pretty great so yeah even yeah. actually i'm looking at his face again when he says that ouch part two thing mm-hmm. uh, just his face in that as well is great his his befuddled and or offended face from adam yeah. strange is a uh, pretty strong yep uh, so that's good also one little touch that i do like is how the uh, two planets feel different just based on the uh, colors yeah ran is very sort of blues and greens very muted and thanagar is also yep. muted but it's very pinky and ready yeah. So. To me, Thanagar felt more sci-fi. Like, this is what you'd see yeah. in, like, a sci-fi movie. It did. Whereas yeah. Ran, yeah, Ran seemed to me like Mars and John Carter, a Mars kind of, you know? Hmm. Like, there's civilization, but it's still big and open. So, yeah. but yeah. It was, it was just a nice, simple little touch that really helped separate them. So whenever it cut, even if I didn't realize what character I was looking at yet, I just got that yeah. we're in a different place based on the, yep. uh, the colors. So, yeah. that was cool. All right. So that's uh, Death of Hotman issue 2. It's uh, turned out to be a really good mini. Uh, if you're looking for uh, Dead Man, the, the Mansion of Forbidden Love, or mm-hmm. Forbidden Mansion of Love, uh, whatever way it's worded, um, that's every two months. That wasn't out this month, um, yeah. which is why we're not talking about that this week. Uh, yeah, And of course, we did decide not to cover Midnight on the Apollo, which issue 2 did come out. Um, mm-hmm. We also all dropped Aquaman and Cyborg, which is why we're not talking about them. And yep. Connor's not here to talk about Harley Quinn issue seven, so I just oh, wanted to point gosh. out that they are all there, uh, they all exist. Um, so yeah, check out those. But that does leave us with one final book for Matt himself to tell us about. He braved the waters. Yeah. He basically he was in Jaws. He saw Bruce the shark and thought, you know what? I think I can outswim him to the shore. So he jumped off the boat and made a quick beeline for it and I have a funny feeling that he got mauled violently along the mm-hmm. way so this is Catwoman election night issue one so it's an election tie in <laughs> uh, 
written by Meredith Finch and Mark Russell and art by Ben Caldwell and Mark Morales. So, Matt, tell us, what is Election Night Issue 1 about? Well, I will say, I'll, I'll, I'll lead with the positives. The art looked good. Oh, right, okay. Uh, cool. Yeah, so that was fine. But, so the election special is all about Selena trying to save the house that she grew up in, um, Miss Kitty's, which there's no subtlety. This book is, or the story of this book looked at subtlety and went, what's that? And everything is so over the top and ham-fisted. Uh, so uh, one of the, I guess, foster homes or orphanages she grew up in was Miss Kitty's home for lost girls I get or whatever. The, I get the feeling this is kind of out of continuity, this book. It's just kind of it, on its own. Yeah, as yeah. well it should be. Yeah, yeah, and, don't, don't mark the waters with this. <laughs> and so she grew up there, and it starts with a flashback of these girls that are basically <laughs> they're bullying her, and by bullying her, they are trying to cut her cheek with a box cutter. <laughs> so it's straight up assault. It's not bullying. <laughs> no, and so they're making fun of her because her only friends are the cats that live there because she's, of course, Selena Kyle. Not and, normal, yeah, and so I say that as someone corner... with three cats. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can't. I have no room to talk. I have three dogs, so you know. And the cat. Uh, yeah, well, and the cat. But mm. me and the cat aren't close like me and the dogs are. So, you know, I have I have two of them in this room with me right now. Anyways, uh, where was I? So they they corner her in the basement and threaten to to cut her, and then Miss Kitty comes down, and then it goes to the. Uh, present day where Oswald Cobblepot is running for mayor even though everybody knows he's the penguin and you know has fought Batman many a times and has ended up in Arkham Asylum he's still (laughs) running for mayor and he's running against this redheaded lady who bears an uncanny resemblance to the redheaded girl that threatened Selena when she was a kid and they're both fighting over this house that Selena grew up in and she still watches out for Miss Kitty and uh, come to find out that Cobblepot is a Trump uh, stand-in. The way he is written is basically they stole from Trump's speeches. All right. And he's going to build a wall and it's going to be a great wall and this wall is going to save Gotham because it's a great wall. The other lady seems more... Um, there's and I can't remember her name because this book's not that memorable. Uh, but basically, she seems like the better option until Selena starts doing some digging and finds out it was this girl that the other girl that was going to be adopted wound up missing, which happened a lot at Miss Kitty's because it was you know runaway girls. And why does she want to find this house? Well, it comes to find out that this girl that's running for the mayor murdered the other girl and got adopted by them by the family that was ended up the other girl. So the evidence was still in this house 20 years later, 15 years later, however long it was. And of course, Selena finds it and exposes them. And there's not a great option for mayor of Gotham city. Huh. Um, I'm curious. Yeah, was there a scene where a uh, penguin gets uh, caught on tape, uh, talking badly about something and then later claims it's like oh. aqua, like ring talk or something no he does though say like it's 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 shown that his plan for the wall is just basically to drum up his own property 
Mm-hmm. Like he wasn't actually going to build the wall. He was just going to buy up all of these houses in suicide, not suicide slum, uh, the Narrows. Uh, suicide slums of Metropolis. Yeah, uh, you know, I love the idea that Penguin's like running for mayor, and he, all these speeches yeah. like, "I will give you the cheapest fish in the yeah. country. Fish will be a premium thing here." It'll well, be... that, that was Burton's. That was Burton's version, right? Yeah. In Returns. So. But but yeah, and then there's oh, a that's right. That's right. He runs for mayor in Batman Returns. Yeah. Oh god, that's been so long since I watched that movie. Yeah, and and in Earth One, he is mayor. So like, Jeez. there's a streak of of Cobblepot as the mayor. Gotham, get your shit together. Because seriously, this, <laughs> this isn't flying. Yeah, yeah. So so that that ends, and and Selena saves the house, Miss Kitties, and then. There's a backup of Prez, which was a book about teenage president in the future, which is even less subtle about politics and basically is like a guns right Second Amendment story that I'm not even going to touch on. All right, okay. Because again, there's there's a way to tell the story, um, and here they decided also add in reproductive rights with Second Amendment rights, and there's a birth control candy. That people don't want their kids to have, which, when you know what birth control is, you don't want it on candy shelves. Like you're talking about hormones, and whatnot. Like, yeah, that's yeah, stupid. That's stupid. yeah, and I just uh, yeah, yeah, I, <laughs> it, yeah. I, I'm not even gonna touch on it. And I, I know James, one of our friends, really loved the Prez book that came out with the DCU. I doubt he would be a fan of this because mm. the writing on it was just so handy. I, I thought you were going to say he loved this issue. I was like, what? <laughs> oh, no, no. Yeah. I don't know about that. Yeah. I just like, I can see like how Prez would have been like even a cool Vertigo book. And you could even do a little bit of like House of Cards, Teenage President, Darkness with the fun there. This just didn't have it, this backup. So uh, don't, yeah. I can't recommend the Catwoman election special. And for five bucks, I got fleeced. I I feel like Selena did rob me. She picked my pocket. Yeah, you got sucker punched. Yeah. Oh dear. Um. Yeah, it's actually kind of funny that this is the first Catwoman thing. It's not technically a rebirth book, but it's the first Catwoman thing of the rebirth era, and it comes out the same week as she becomes a prominent thing in Batman and gets such good treatment there. Yeah. You know, it's just yeah, kind of yeah, yeah. Um. But hey, that's a Catwoman election night issue one. Uh, not recommended. Uh, in short um we timed that quite well though with the election coming up uh yeah and, and i feel like in better hands like i don't know if you had read this during the 08 election dc did an, an election miniseries nah yeah and that was really ham-fisted but it was done by judd winnick who understands social issues so mm. even though there was some ham-fisted stuff like lois declaring where she stands on the political uh spectrum super awkwardly it was still like Superman not wanting to get involved because he's like, I'm kind of above politics. Yeah, yeah, I should stay out of it, yeah. And yeah, so like the meaning was there. I also, just feel like this was just whipped together really quick. On that subject, it's funny actually because Variety uh, announced this week that they are endorsing a candidate for president uh-huh. and they've never done that before because they, they actually put in the headline in the 120 years history of Variety, we've never yeah. endorsed a candidate. But I love that this time, you know what? One is such a bad option we're making sure that we endorse one. Yeah. <laughs> that so, really cracks me up. So I just, I, I, crazy. I wonder if there, there would ever be a case where Superman would step in. Like, 
like, I, I I feel he would here because yeah. like again, there's a sane option and a an option that's not as great as we could have, but it's it's still a sane option. Yeah. So, you know, like, I, Super- I feel like Superman would cast a vote here. Superman would actively promote Lex Luthor over <laughs> over Trump. I'm pretty sure. So. Lex Luthor's a successful businessman. Like yeah. he, he's, he's conniving. He's evil, but he's yeah. good at what he does. <laughs> exactly. So, you know, not a dumb man. Anyways, anyway, yeah. Before before we go into political tangent, I'm yeah, saying there's there's better ways to go about a political and still keep it fun. And mm. I feel they did that, you know, eight years ago. Here, just kind of felt whipped together. And we're gonna slap a five dollar price tag on it and put Catwoman's name on it because Catwoman will sell. I mean, that's what got me, is it was Catwoman, and I felt like, oh, it's a one-shot. We've been reading one-shots, so why not? But, yeah. Yeah. There you go. That's a Catwoman Election Night issue one. That's the last book that we're going to talk about, which means that we're in the favourite things of yeah. the week. Uh, thing. So, let's start with panel. Favourite yeah. panel of the week. This is sometimes the hardest one, because if you get a lot of good ones, it's really tough to yep. um, single one out. You go first, Matt. <laughs> so I, I'm i going to pull mine from Superman, which comes as no surprise because there's so shot. many in there. Matt's picking a favorite thing that yeah, involves yeah, yeah, yeah. Superman. What a shot. Right? Right? And and there's so many. There's the one where where Superman rushes in and there's a clear delineation between Superman and John and Batman and Damien. Hmm. Uh, that's a great panel. Uh, there's But the one that's going to take mine is where John finally has enough of Damien and sucker punches him in the gut. Yeah, which is a full-page spread, by the way. Full-page spread in the shock on Damien's face that someone has finally put their foot down. I I, I can't deny that. I'm going to cheat slightly and pick two, because it's a sequential thing. You know, they're linked together. But it's it's Bruce shutting his eyes and falling off the the crane. Mm. Uh, I feel like there's so much in that that... And I love that I guess what he's about to do with before he does it, which you do yep. all the time in movies and TV because it's real people doing things. But for a bit of comic book art to do that to me yep. is impressive. And uh, yeah, that's that is cinematic because we we touched on in Green Arrow. Yeah, is that you know you, not that you want to guess, but the fact that they're telling the story so well through art and you can yeah that exactly. you can that yeah. it's really good. But yeah, that, that's a good option too. But yeah, that'd be my pick. Um, Best art overall of the week, though. We need to pick that. Um, It's going to be... It it isn't easy, but it's kind of easy. I'm going to go with Batman. I feel like Janin is just... Like, as great as Superman looked, as great as Nightwing looked, as great as Green Arrow looked, and there was a lot of good-looking comics this week. Batman just feels like a treat. It's like, yeah. like There's a lot of just great stuff going on here. It feels impactful. Um, it's got a very defined colour scheme very defined use of light and dark uh, from start to finish it was a treat to look at So, yeah. and and I'm going to go with Green Arrow, not Superman, as much as I loved all the, the panels in there and Gleason's art is top, Green Arrow's art stood out to me, even before I had read Superman this week Like I as I was reading Green Arrow I was like, oh this might be my art of the week just because as you were saying, it is so cinematic and the sequentialness of it and even the funness of, like, Canary finding that dress with the bird on it, you know? Actually, like, we forgot to mention this page when we talked about the book, but mm-hmm. where she realises there's actually danger and she uses a scream 
yeah. on the train. It's that full page spread of like the scream coming out in the dress. Yep. It just looked great. It was big, big yep. moment. Um, although I did think, wait a minute, that can shut a glass, and you're on a train that's under underwater. I don't know if this is the smartest thing you should be doing right now. Uh, and that Dana. just goes to Percy's way of, of like, I'm just gonna throw fun at it, and yeah. we'll think about it later. So, yeah, Percy, oh, actually, really, uh, really strong coming out of Rebirth. This yeah. guy. Actually, so. another small thing I forgot to mention. It's not a spoiler, in case you're worried about spoiling it here mm-hmm. when we're, we're done talking about the book. But I like that she, when she's saying that she's from a certain women's like women's rights society. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like wink, wink, birds of prey. <laughs> yeah. Well, there's even an editor's box down. Yeah. It says, "Want to know what she's talking about? Check out Birds of Prey." Yeah. Or Batgirl and the Birds of Prey. Yeah. So. Very, uh, yeah. So. Yeah, yeah. It's a good pick is what I'm saying. I guess <laughs> to sum that up. Um. All right. So top five books of the week now i only read seven so this is kind of weird because I, yeah, yeah. I, I get to just delete two of them and that's that's where we are um delete this this is tough okay number one is going to be nightwing mm. nightwing i felt like was probably the best issue of nightwing we've had and that's not to put the rest of the issues down it's just it's a climax oh. to everything he's been doing every, everything that celia's been doing since that first issue since that rebirth issue it just, mm-hmm. it all came together. It wrapped everything up, everything thematically tied in. And we did get those great moments with Batman and uh, and Dick at the end. Yeah. And, you know, all that stuff. And the stuff with the backstory I thought was interesting. It didn't feel super shoehorned in. I like that he has a villain now that's connected to his circus past. I don't want every villain to be connected to the circus because no. that, that did start to get a little bit old uh, in the New 52 stuff. Like, I felt like the circus always came up. I'm like, right, no, you've got a circus villain now. Let's move on and do something. Because we know he's going back to Bloodhaven soon. And we yeah. can get some cool villains there and that'll be fun. Oh, Blockbuster. I hope they, we get a rebirth version of Blockbuster. That'll be um, cool. Nah, they're better at business, map. Sorry. <laughs> Alright, Hollywood video then. <laughs> um, but yeah, Nightwing's my number one. Number two... Oh, this is a really tough week. Cause, uh, I'm going to go Batman. I'm going to go okay. Batman. Uh, Homer. For reasons mentioned before, and then I'm going to go Superman. Mm-hmm. Um, but I love that I'm saying Batman above Superman, and it's not because Superman's gotten weaker. It's just because Batman for me has elevated its game. So now, right, well, f- and again, yeah. these are all subjective, yeah. right? Like that's all what we mean to us. Yeah. So, but what, what I'm saying is, that I feel like it's not like one was a clear winner. They they were fighting for it this week. They were they were you know mm-hmm. the claws were out, and they were having to fight for me to pick this. Um, it was okay. a tough choice. So, uh, so it was like Damien and, and John just going exactly. out of that cave. Exactly. Um, and then at number four, Green Arrow, I think, mm-hmm. at number four. And then number five is kind of tough, again, <laughs> because I'm thinking, oh, I did really like Green Lantern. It's a good continuation. But I did really enjoy Death of Hawkman. And then I'm going to go with Death of Hawkman at number five. I think... Uh, I think that's where I'll put that, and then obviously, yeah. uh, Justice League's my bottom spot. Although it was better than the last few, so uh, props to that too. So I basically ranked all seven of them because if I was giving you the top five <laughs> and the bottom one, you know what number six is. Um, but it was a good week. Like it was, you know, I I I basically loved six out of seven issues, and then the one that I didn't love was better than usual. So yeah, you know, well, because you didn't read Catwoman election special. So. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I dodged yeah. that bullet. Yeah. Don't have to be the I flash didn't. to you don't have to be <laughs> the flash to dodge that bullet. <laughs> yeah. I I took that point blank as if I was Superman, but you, I didn't you, shrug it off. Yeah, you basically <laughs> had that gun in your mouth. <laughs> so. 
It's like in, in the Avengers where Hulk's like, hey, you know, I, I put a gun in my mouth and pulled the trigger and the other guy spit it out. That's how I feel. So my number one is going to be Superman just because it can't not be. And not just because I'm a Superman homer, but it was a like, – there's so many out. great issues. I want to point out a trend here. Yeah. You, when Rebirth started, every time there was an issue of Superman, you picked mm-hmm. Superman. However, there is one exception now. On a week that there's also an issue of Trinity, you've picked Trinity. I can't help that. So, the real question Tell Manipul to stop being so... Tell Manipul to stop being so awesome, and I won't pick Trinity over Superman. The real question is now, is what's going to knock Superman off on the other week that doesn't have Trinity? You know? Yeah? Just the once. It doesn't have to be every week. Just the once. If if I had to... If I had to to guess, it's going to be Nightwing one of these weeks. Yeah. Possibly. Or one of the new books. I mean... Maybe Super Sons will be, be this Super week, Sons. Or maybe, yeah. I don't know, one of the other ones, uh, Batman. I, I don't know. Yeah, Super Sons better come out on this week and not the rest of the Super Weeks. Cause... Oh, it can. It's, they're too packed. Those yeah. new books have to come out on weeks one or three because weeks two and four oh. are swamped. Yep. So, and then my number two is going to be Green Arrow just for the oh, art okay. and, and really enjoyed the story. Three is going to be Nightwing. Uh, four, Green Lanterns. Five, Death of Hawkman. Um, so really didn't enjoy Batman that much, but it, it would be my bottom and not because there's a bad book. Cause it's not that bad. It's again, subjective in our enjoyment of it. I will say, I will recommend Batman to yeah, everybody. It, it, it's funny. It. Even if yeah. you don't like what happens in it, I don't think you yeah. would even suggest for a moment that I, it's no. either poorly written or poorly drawn. No. It looks great and it reads yeah. great. Yeah. I just, uh, I didn't yeah. like the content of yeah. this one. In there, and then with a bullet, like again, we're using <laughs> violent imagery. But the Catwoman election special might be the worst thing I've read since Rebirth, um, because I, I don't come down as hard on Harley as Pete does, because yeah. it's just not my thing. Like it's, it's cool. Funny. I'm glad people enjoy it. I didn't have that um, at the ready, but since you mentioned it, that probably is the single yeah. worst issue that I've read yeah. in Rebirth was that first issue of Harley. Yeah. yeah, but up to this point, it was probably Suicide Squad because I wasn't digging that first issue at all. Right. Uh, but this definitely takes the cake thus far. Just from the main story and the backup, neither worked well. So, yeah. There you go. That's... Uh... All, all of this week's books, uh, well, not all. We, we've dropped no. a couple, but um, it's worth mentioning as well. If you're if you're thinking we dropped Midnight or an Apollo because it was bad, we didn't. We dropped mm-hmm. it because it was clearly meant for people who had already read Midnight or from before Rebirth started, and we were just like, it's clearly not for us. We're lost in it. Well, it's, it's kind of like Harley Quinn too. Like I'm glad yeah. it exists, and I'm glad people are enjoying it. Just not my thing. And, Although, that that yeah. said, though, the quality was clearly better than Harley Quinn when I read it. Like as much yeah, as yeah, yeah, yeah. As much as I was lost and I didn't know who characters were, it, it, it clearly read and flowed better than Harley did. i much rather have, have gone back and read Midnighter and Apollo 1 and 2 again than reading yeah. Election Special. So. <laughs> exactly, there you go. Uh, so that just leaves me to tell you what's coming next week. And uh, by hook or by crook, Connor will be here. We'll, we'll, we'll make sure it happens. Uh, that, it's just a pure coincidence that it ended up being two weeks in a row because of the, the comics convention he's at um, but maybe he'll have some cool stuff to show us or tell us about next week actually he can tell us yeah, tales from the convention um, but uh, yeah so next week we have another big week like, like I say weeks two and four are big weeks 
we have Action Comics 967, All-Star Batman issue 4, Batgirl and the Birds of Prey issue 4, Deathstroke issue 6, Detective Comics 944, The Flash issue 10, New Superman issue 5, Suicide Squad issue 6, although that should technically be down in Connor's Corner now. Uh, that needs updated. Uh, Supergirl issue 3, Superwoman issue 4, Teen Titans issue 2. That's went a bit earlier in the month because that was week 4 last month. Are you sure? I'm not, yeah, I'm not getting that for Teen Titans. It was definitely solicited for that week. They might have moved it. Yeah, they moved it. It's not on. Yeah, okay. I'm looking at Diamond right now. It's not there. All right. Uh, no Teen Titans issue 2. That's DC's fault for yep. uh, soliciting yep. it for the wrong week. Uh, Wonder Woman issue 10, of course, is the last thing that most of us will be covering. And then, of course, yep. Connor will be covering Hal Jordan and the Green Lantern Corps issue 8. And, of course, Red Hood and the Outlaws issue 4, uh, which he is locked in for. And if we do have time, uh, and it's, it's questionable in such a busy week, but uh, if we do get a chance, we might check out Mother Panic issue one, which is the next yep. Young Animal uh, book. Um, but no promises on that. Um, I will nope. say, I might let Connor off the hook with Hal Jordan if he's struggling, because he, I know he has yeah. like, past issues to read before he even gets to this week's. So. Yeah. I would. I'm just I'm keeping him on Red Hood just because he said he's he's going until they're a team, and they're not a team for yeah. she's in. So yeah. he did it to himself. And quite frankly, I, I think there should be pressure on social media. If it doesn't fill an omnibus, he's not done. <laughs> That's just mean. <laughs> That's just mean. It's his penance. Uh, Actually, here, okay, here, here we go. This is the rule, right? He said that he would read it until they're a team, right? That's locked mm-hmm. in stone. What if for every single episode he misses, it's an extra issue he has to read? Because... That has to be at least an extra four issues at this point. Yeah. I wouldn't count this week against him, though, because we knew he was going to be gone. Okay, okay, right. But still, you know. that's still like three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, there we go. and who knows? He, he might end up liking it. We don't know. He might, yeah. It could just beat him into submission. That's the plan. Um, <laughs> <laughs> okay, that, that wraps us up. Um for this week's podcast it is worth mentioning if you obviously if you listen to the audio version of the podcast uh, check out the YouTube channel Mailed Fuzz TV because you can get the video version there if you want it you can of mm-hmm. course also see all the TV reviews we do we do all the uh, comic book TV shows well most of them we do you know Supergirl Green Arrow Arrow sorry The Flash mm-hmm. DC's Legends of Tomorrow which by the way Matt this week's DC Legends of Tomorrow was surprisingly mm-hmm. great like Season one got really bad before the end of it, and then season two has mostly been better. Like it's been more fun. Okay. But this week's episode was surprisingly heavy, and it actually kind yeah. of impressed us where it went. It's um, good to hear. I might so. have to check it out. I'm still behind on Supergirl. Uh, caught up on me, Flash. Yeah, don't get me so. wrong. Supergirl and Flash are the two uh-huh. that you should be up to date on. But yeah, uh, yeah, I, yeah. I thought it was worth so. mentioning uh, that, it, that yeah. it is showing signs of being much better. And plus, the GSA is in it, so that's that's fun. Um, yeah. But um, I did want to take a moment to mention that the same night as this goes up, we'll also have a review up of Doctor Strange, the movie, um, on that same channel. So check that out too if you're interested. And of course we do have a two-hour angry review of Batman v Superman uh, from March, which you might want to check out. If you want to hear us hate it immensely, that is an option. I'll make sure there's a link in the uh, corner for some of the stuff I just mentioned. Um, but yeah, that's us guys uh, let us know what you think of this week's books in the comments, uh, like and subscribe and all that stuff, it helps us out if you do and uh, spread the word if people want a DC podcast uh, you know, turn them on to us 
be yes, like here. Please. There's this wonderful Scottish fellow. There's this burly American uh, who gets angry at things, and there's this awful ginger character you may want to avoid, yep. but he's there, and you know, uh, passes on. But otherwise, guys, mm-hmm. that is us for this week. Thank you very much. Ended up in a pretty good episode, I thought. And we didn't end up killing each other over Batman, which is nice. No. No. So, yeah. Which means I'm either maturing or I've got a blue ring on. We'll let you decide. I'm not going to lie, Matt. I think the reason why it went smoothly is because you already blew up in the the chat online. (laughs) That could be it, too. Yeah. That could be the the hidden. You you got uh, most of it out of your system. So, purged. Yeah. Purged it. So today was a lot more, you know, yep. a lot more calm. But yeah, so that's us, guys. Thank you very much for watching. Keep reading comic books. We will see you next time. And always remember, never get lost in the Speed Force. And long live the Legion. <laughs>